Hello, before we get started on today's episode, just want to get something out of the way. So today's episode, we are covering, as you saw from the title of the film called Love, Simon. And this is a story about a gay teenager in high school. Now on this podcast, we are big supporters of the LGBT community being a pansexual man myself. So if you are listening to this podcast and you do not believe and stand for equity and equality for all people, especially for those in the LGBTQ plus community, please leave. We do not want your support if you are homophobic or transphobic or do not believe in the rights of these individuals such as myself. Now, to all the rest of you viewers who are for equality and for equity for all people, especially in the LGBTQ plus community, enjoy the episode. Warning, the following content occasionally contains adult themes and language, which is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Cinematic Rewind. Joining me today for this episode is Munster. What's up, everybody? And Regent. Hello. All right. So we are finally going to get to record this episode, which we've tried to do for a while now. And unfortunately, we weren't able to get it out in time for Pride Month, but we're still going to do it. And we're covering Love, Simon. This movie was released March 16th, 2018. It has a 7.5 on IMDb. It has a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes and has a 72 on Metacritic. So do you guys have any history with this film at all? And I'll, I'll throw this to you first, Munster. Oh, I had zero idea about this movie. Even when you brought it up, I was like, what? <laughs> when I had to Google it, apparently there's something else with the love in the title or something like that. But either way, though, it looks like it was the only movie with this title. So this is my first time. I've never saw a commercial about it. I never heard anyone speak about it. So it was all brand new to me. Okay. What about you, Regent? So I did see commercials for this movie, but never caught my interest, at least to like go see the movie in itself. Nothing against the actors or the story or anything like that. It was just during beginning of 2018 when it came out. And I believe there's other movies that got my attention that I wanted to go see first, but had nothing to do with any underlying themes in the movie. But per your question, if you ever imagine when you ask my question and they give you a response and someone pops up over their shoulder saying the exact same thing. I'm kind of like that with Monster right now. I get you. I did not see this movie when it first came out. I ended up seeing this in 2019, probably like a year later when it sort of resurfaced again on social media. During Pride Month, I saw some people talking about it. And particular reason why I watched it at that time was because someone had posted a clip of the one scene in the film where they talk about Panic at the Disco. I was not nearly as out and proud as I am now. So I watched it purely for Panic at the disco at that time but now i'm much more like hell yeah i get to watch this as a pride month movie so i'm in a similar boat to you guys but i had seen it before this podcast so i will go ahead and start off with the movie and i'll go to you first region what did you think on your first watch of the film like the premise of the story 
for the actual story in itself, I personally cannot relate to it to that degree. I mean, I can relate to as someone in high school, like trying to hide my feelings for somebody and trying to keep on the quiet and trying to express myself in a way that would be accepted by the people around me or not to get, you know, backlash or be ousted through my group of friends or anything like that. But I can say I can relate to that. Two of my closest friends growing up in high school confided in me about their situations. I did everything in my power to keep it between me and them until they wanted to tell everybody in high school or senior year their individual circumstances and how they want to come out and be represented and accepted there you go what about you monster and this movie reminds me why i don't watch high school movies after a certain age they're all cringy to me and i know it kind of sucks because i know a part of the movie had a controversial slash important topic however viewpoint depending on where you stand with everything i get that point but it's still a cringe high school movie for me and i i work with teenagers even to this day they make me cringe sometimes they say stuff or they make me feel old because i'm in my 30s and that's kind of how this movie was it was like wow I feel like when you're a teenager in general, and I feel like this is pretty much all generations because I was like this too, we put our problems on a big global scale. And then as you get older, you're like, well, maybe this wasn't as bad as I thought. And I'm not saying this is everybody's case but there's a lot of stuff in the movie where it's like hey you could have just done this or you could have done that like it would have been done differently as an adult but altogether though it wasn't a bad movie and i enjoyed the overall story but i would definitely pick apart the film based on a lot of the high school tropes and i grew up in the 90s so i could definitely give you a long list of those and I can definitely agree with some of your points there being this is a somewhat cringy high school romantic film. It has all of those markers, but I still enjoyed it. And I think I'm 100% biased. I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm biased for this film because of how important it is to me and how much I related to it as a story and as an LGBT member myself. So I can definitely see where you're coming from with it being cringy, but I enjoyed it still. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you should like for your situation and everything from what you've talked with both of us over the last year or so, I would be happy for you and for you to be proud of this movie and have a bias towards it because of representation and anything that relates to you and your happiness. Like, I gladly respect that and support that. Yeah, and I love daddy daycare films, and I know those motherfuckers are cringy. <laughs> so we all have our films and we all connect differently. So I, I definitely agree with Regent. Yeah, mine's Power Rangers and pretty much anything Disney. Fair enough. The daddy daycare films, while cringy, are enjoyable, and I have seen them. I think we're going to put that on the list. Future topic. All right, yeah, future topic. But yeah, when I first watched this, throughout the first bit of the film, like I was like, oh, it's cute. It's a gay story that I can relate to in certain aspects. But then as the film progressed and went through the story of like, he's still in the closet, I'm like, hey, me too. And then it went through the actual plot of like, hey, he's being blackmailed. And I was like, what the fuck? I think where I started relating to it the most is, unfortunately, when he started coming out to people in his life, because it was already sort of out there. And when he came out to his dad and to his mom and his dad kind of had like a negative reaction at first. And I was like, mm, that's familiar. But then once it got to where his dad came back to him and was like, hey, just so you know, I always love you. And I shouldn't have said all those shitty jokes and done all the things that I had done. I should have been better. That's when I was just like, ah, oh, shit, this movie's going to make me cry. 
Yeah, it was scenes like that. So I'm straight and I had just a couple friends more in my adult life that I, I don't know all the terms, so I'm not even going to try to butcher all that stuff, but that could relate to this film. I know for me, the movie was relatable in the concept of... Back to my initial statement of the whole teenager thing. There's always going to be differences amongst generations. I'm only, I think at this point, just one generation behind the teenagers I'm working with, or maybe two. I, I can never keep up with the generation gaps. But to the point, though, I see it with them. I'm not a parent, but even just being older, I see the difference. So some of those scenarios that happened, I could relate to because I once was a teenager, but even as an adult, sometimes you just don't understand and you can make a mistake because maybe you're just trying to be funny. Maybe you're trying to relate because of what you're kind of used to your background. But I also do respect that the movie did show growth as in you don't have to be a crappy human being. You can learn, you can adapt, you can apologize. And I did appreciate the film showcasing both sides of that. Yes, that is one thing I did want to talk about is in this film, they do use the slur that is often thrown around to people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community. I knew it was there and I still was like, I don't like it, but I did like that it was in this film. And typically I would say I don't like it being in films in general, but the way that they portrayed that word, the people who said it were immediately on the spot portrayed as bad. Those are not good people, but anyone who sort of showed, I would say, a lack of understanding towards Simon and his sexuality was shown that they had an opportunity to grow and respond and just be a better person overall. And I'm glad that the movie allowed them the chance to do that versus just being like, hey, this person's shitty and they're shitty forever. And they didn't shut down any opportunity for growth, which is very accurate to real life. You don't always have to be hateful or misinformed. Everyone has the right to grow and be accepting. So I really appreciate that aspect in the film. What did you guys think of how they were able to do all of that? And I'll go to you first, Regent. To what you said a moment ago about how it resonates with real life, that everyone deserves the opportunity to learn and grow from, you know, their mistakes, past behaviors, mindsets about certain things or certain ways. I can confidently say that I know with my two friends that came out in high school, at least as a outside looking in as a friend and supporter of their happiness and their wantingness to be accepted and, and embraced for who they were and who they are, they did get some of that immediate like blowback from some people more so direct family than friends and it's interesting that the friends are the more direct accepting and learning because come on you're, you're going through high school together you guys are done you grow up together you guys are doing all the same like type of drama in school after school in between school like your your group that you connect with are the people that you consider to be your second family if not your first family because the amount of time you're with them and trying to understand each other in the ins and outs and learning each other's walk of life and being there for them family uh, for them it took them couple years to finally process it all be more accepting and humbling but also just trying to show the love that they wanted for their child and not be changed because what the child wants to make them happy the parents didn't agree with because they were brought up differently seeing that growth and related to the movie was a great way to call back to like my upbringing around my close friends and their families and just the growth each of them made as individuals and as a family to get where they needed to be what about you monster yeah, I still will back up with what I said earlier, but to dive deeper, I would say following what Regent's talking about is that whenever I look at stuff like this, especially with the age, I do want to respect the things that I don't understand, especially things that I might not be able to relate on. I do respect that stuff. But one of the things that always hits me, especially with the age, is I feel like 
I'm kind of controversial on the other side. I feel like sometimes we put our problems way bigger. I feel that they should be. The movie didn't really talk about where they were going to go after school, what they were going to do for a career, where they're going to move to, what their life aspirations was, or at least I didn't pick up on that. And it's something that kind of always bothered me in society is that high school is so caught up with love. I'm like, I don't know if you can truly understand love at that age other than like family love. I feel sure there's those rare situations where you really connect with someone, you go through a lot of shit and you you build this true love, but so much of it is superficial that I'm like, I, that's why that stuff gets cringy for me. Or it's one of the reasons why it gets cringy for me because I'm like, <laughs> wait till you become an adult. There's like a lot more problems you're going to deal with. <laughs> that's where for me, I kind of already had a summary in the film and I'll, I'll touch on that summary is that I feel like the movie should have cut out like half of the different plot stuff and just focused on half the stuff and just kind of put that as more linear or more focused. I feel like there was just too many pieces that was kind of not needed in the film and I feel like that's what keeps bothering me about it is I feel like there should have been other stuff that should have been emphasized I'm not sweating over high school kids who they find attractive their sexuality and stuff like that I'm I'm more like your education where you're gonna go with things is your where's your health at where's your development at are you in a safe home it's just things like that I, I care about so yes one side yeah I want to respect and give the movie its props but then the other side is personally I, I don't get caught up with who a teenager wants to sleep with and that is 100% respectable. Like when I watch films or TV shows with characters like Simon, like myself, who are part of that community, it is unfortunately, usually they're reduced down to that one part of themselves is the fact of they are gay or they are trans or whatever they are in the community is that is their personality. And it's so unfortunate that that becomes the focus of their character. And to an extent, that is what happens in this film. Simon becomes just a hundred percent about just being gay. You learn very little about his interests or his aspirations. Like we know that he likes music and a little bit of musical theater. Other than that, you don't really learn much else about him. That bothered me. And I appreciate that you feel that way because I know the term you want to use is the identity. It was like, and then you don't really do that, especially for heterosexual relationships. It's not like you have to add the part that they're straight, especially for like teenagers. It's not part of their identity. It's not like when you introduce a teenager, you're like, oh, this is what they like to do. And this is who they're attracted to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's kind of how the movie kind of represented it, which I could. And that's why I also want to be careful, too, is that I can also understand as someone who doesn't go through that or have been through that I can also like respect that maybe that is what's happened you can speak on that is like maybe that's what happens is if you go against the norm thus that gets attached to your identity in some way, yes. I have had some people just assume automatically that I am one way or the other. I've had some people assume that I'm straight because I, you know, I'm pansexual, so I'm attracted to men, women, transgender people, whatever. However, people identify that is I am attracted to that. And people just assume that I'm straight, which is like, okay, cool, I guess. But some people just assume since I'm gay, I should automatically be this super flamboyant, out and proud flag 
like wearing as a cape gay, which sometimes I am, but I'm not that 100% of the time. And I feel like sometimes people view people in the community as something super reductive. And I feel like that happened a lot in this film and it happens a lot in other films as well. And if you are that type of member of the community, that is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people, that is their expression of who they are and that is 100% fine. I just feel like often in media, people who are part of that community, their entire personalities and their interests gets boiled down to purely their sexual orientation or their gender identity. And I just feel like that's a shame when every single person I know who is a member of that community has so much more to offer to the world than just who they're attracted to or how they identify. It's just a shame. Yeah, it makes you wonder when they was writing this film, do you feel it was done on purpose to reflect society or do you feel like, hey, we want to make an entertaining film and we want to make sure it's relatable to people who have gone through this. So we'll maybe over exaggerate or heighten it more than usual because it is media. We can't forget that it is media. Sometimes you don't want to watch regular life on TV. (laughs) You know, that's like that's boring. So sometimes you got to heighten things more, put things, put people in more awkward situations, make a make a situation situation bigger than it would normally be for entertainment's sake. Do you feel like that was done on purpose or it was them showing that flaw? I think maybe a little bit of both, honestly, is that there probably was a little bit of, hey, let's mirror reality. At least I hope. And I think sometimes it might be a bit of accidental where they're just like, hey, let's hype this up so that way people can relate to it no matter how they identify or who they are. Well, and also, to to be fair, this is also from a book. Yes. It's from a novel from 2015 called Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which the author did that as a parody because it was a pejorative phrase that was commonly used by opponents of gay rights in the U.S. until a lot more growing support for gay rights among the American public rendered the use of the term no longer socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very interesting case. I know whenever they make movies like this, there's always this challenge from selling tickets versus telling the story that I really want to tell. And when you put on the forefront a topic that might not be the easiest to talk about, or it could be a social, I hate to use the word issue, but something that creates a lot of arguments. I, I think that's the best way I like to say it. A Putting something like on this way, I know that there's always that challenge because you could kind of use it to your advantage to get the ticket sales. But at the same time, I always look at movies as an art form. So it's like, just like any painter or artist, how controversial do you want to be? You know, like if you want to draw a portrait and put it in a kindergarten, but you're like, I want to draw a naked person and put it in an elementary school, you know, like you're like, hey, human beings, this is natural. This is what this real is. But at the same time, it's like, ah, that can definitely cause some challenges if you're trying to put a portrait of, of someone completely naked in an elementary school. That's what I mean by that is like, sometimes that's where you have to find that balance and I can agree with Venture I think they didn't go as far as they probably wanted to actually I feel like it's like 30-70 I feel like 70% was entertainment for teenagers and then 30% was for those who could relate to the main character yeah, I, I want to believe that. It's that it was a nice, happy blend of both where they're calling out society or other filmmakers or other media producers or however you want to phrase it. Anyone involved in media, I'd like to hope that they're calling them out being like, hey, this is a reductive thing that is happening to a lot of members of the community that you're doing in media. Or on the flip side, they are just completely ignorant to the fact that it is reductive. We can go ahead and dive into another topic of the film being the whole black 
blackmail situation. How did you guys feel about that whole arc, which is essentially the entire film? How do you think they handled that? I'll throw that to you first, Regent. I mean, Martin's a dick just because he wanted to, I mean, to be fair, like he saw the the emails being sent back and forth. But like you said earlier, a lack of understanding, not having that type of conversation with Simon, to have Simon be confident to talk to him about it and try to understand what he was going through to be able to feel comfortable in his own skin. But then trying to turn that around to basically try to take one person's stress and anxiety of what they're going through and try to make it benefit theirs by trying to push a narrative of, I need you to do this for me, or I'm going to embarrass you in front of the entire school that whole that whole premise i've seen similarities with that in my upbringing in school where some classmates were very manipulative of their other classmates like oh if you don't do this i'm going to tell this person that you either like them or you have feelings for them other similarities drawn with the line to that basically going as far as when martin had his opportunity to tell abby how he felt and abby was not reciprocating it instead of talking to simon but going okay plan did not work i'm sorry i did this again with thank you for at least trying to help i'm sorry i had to do it this way who then going through and going for his own personal gain to let everyone know about simon's choice in life was rather distasteful and pretty much disrespectful towards simon but towards the end of the movie like him doing the least nice gesture of buying a ticket for him to go on the what was that i think was a ferris wheel yes yeah, him buying the ticket for him last second, like a gesture of faith, like, hey, I'm sorry for what I've done here. Have this moment. Like, that was a nice little growth for him, but I felt like that might have been way too late in the movie to patch that. And what about you, Munster? Man, that shit was messy. <laughs> oh my gosh. That bothered me so much. I feel like, see, that section for me heightened at most the general problem with a lot of these high school teenage films. And it's hard to say for me to say like, oh, I understand what teenagers have gone through. I've only gone through what I've gone through and the teenagers I've worked with. Yes, there's some cringe in real life, but I feel like movies really just takes it to the most unlikely of stuff or super extreme. And when you have cases where you got people dropping slurs in the middle of a cafeteria, it's like, I'm sorry, at least from my neck of the woods, that stuff don't be happening. I get it. Sure, in some form, maybe like in the privacy of a classroom, but that's where movie stuff for me is like things get so taken extreme. When it came to like the blackmail, it's that typical trope of, dude, just tell the truth. <laughs> and I can understand where it's like, okay, well, this is a more sensitive topic. Okay, you know what? Fair enough. But even then, it's still like, I feel like if you're going down a hill and you see a cliff, at some point, you got to swallow your pride <laughs> and just stop the train. And I feel like, how did you not see? see that this BS was going to happen when you start doing this stuff to your friends. And that's why I say it's messy because I feel like I want it to feel for Simon, especially for, they started the movie really weird, which I really want to talk about the pacing in the film, like how they sectioned it out. But before we get to that, from the way the movie started, I'm already feeling for Simon like, damn, dude, hey, I know that's got to suck. But then when they started doing the blackmail, I'm like, why are you trying to put this dude as a negative now? He's already dealing with some stuff. Now he's looking like a bad guy treating his friends this way. And I'm like, this is a weird way to look at the main character from the way you first introduced him. So it's messy for that. And then the whole thing with Martin didn't make sense to me i i can't understand how someone would do it that kind of way I, I don't even want to hawk anymore on it i'll just say for me like that's the point of me like none of it made sense when it came to the blackmail it was very messy typically when you tell a story you need the hero or the protagonist to go through a challenge i feel like the blackmail should not have been the challenge for him in the film and i could have just done without it and have him deal with something else maybe it's he could have 
try to pursue a relationship behind the scenes. And his challenge was figuring out, oh, should I not let people be known? I shouldn't be ashamed of it. Like, I think that would have been a more respectable way and to to relate to, to him. But when you bring in the blackmail, I feel like you took away from what you introduced at the beginning of the film to now just a generic, stupid teenage plot. Yeah, and it's messy to me. I will not disagree when you say it's messy. It starts off the film with him being a sympathetic hero of the story being, hey, if you don't do this, he's going to out you. But then Simon did some things that were just not right. And I get being in between a rock and a hard place and not wanting that to be the way that you come out. I just feel like it could have been handled differently. And again, I get it. Not Coming out is not easy for everyone. Some people are in a very tough situation and there was no way that Simon could have known that his parents would have been so supportive and that his friends would have been so supportive and i get the fear of being bullied i do i mean it's it's happened literally outside of my back door and i just feel like if you're going to show a sympathetic hero maybe your hero shouldn't go around lying to his friends and lying to manipulate them into a relationship i just feel like that's kind of gross but it also shows the fact that even the hero is not perfect and does make mistakes and that you can grow from that and simon did have to admit that what he did was wrong and I appreciated that afterwards just while watching it it was messy and just kind of like okay this is conflicting I feel like I grew to appreciate it as the film sort of wrapped up I'm like okay it shows that even when you're going through something hard that's not okay to take the easy way out and hurt other people and that you still have to apologize and grow from those mistakes so I appreciated it after yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, at the end of it, it's like eating a crappy meal, but then all of a sudden you had this amazing dessert and you're like, okay, well, the meal was good. It was like, no, it was still a crappy meal. <laughs> you had an amazing dessert. That's how I feel about that. It's like, I do like how they showed his resolution, um, at least from that part of the film, but because it was so messy, um, that's why that for me, is just, I can't give it that much credit. I feel like kind of moving the conversation to this, to where the movie could improve from. I feel like... So half the plots, I feel like we should have been cut out. Maybe even the blackmail thing. I feel like the movie would have been more enjoyable for me because of the way they started. They started with him checking out the guy working the yard. And I thought like, okay, you know what? This is pretty interesting because especially for me, the other way around would have been like, having the attractive female neighbor. You know, maybe she was going to the pool or something. Like, I was like, okay, I can relate to that. And it's like, man, it's the girl I can't get or something like that. But then it starts changing focus and that's what started bothering me. It like, I couldn't tell where the story was trying to go because I was like, okay, is this a story about how he comes out of the closet, him being accepted? Is this, is this just a typical teenage story? And then he just happened to also be attracted to men. Like, I couldn't tell where it was going. And near the end, I still couldn't <laughs> piece together what the story was. Was ultimately because another string came in was okay is it that he finds true love is it that oh i accept myself and now i find true love that stuff just started confusing me so i feel like the part i really would like to improve with the film is just choose one of those plots and just write that effectively if it was a who's behind the screen plot which i feel like and especially regent growing up in the 90s too i feel like we had that plot somewhere in the 90s i can't think immediately but i feel like i've seen that plot numerous times where it's like you know the, the secret love letter 
who's my pen pal and you're falling in love with them behind the scenes like i think that would have been cool if that was the plot but you see how we didn't even talk about that yet <laughs> and yet that happened at the end of the movie so that's my point is like it's so many plot threads that got all mingled together i'm like just choose one or two if it's i'm falling in love with this person that i can't see i can't tell who it is in my real life and i'm also scared not only in general even you know a man and a one woman would still be scared to do that too it's like hey it's high school you don't want to let someone know like hey are you the one i'm talking to that plus on top of that is he's trying to keep this secret and he doesn't know how he wants to let that be known i think that would have been just two cool plot threads and just that be the story and i would have enjoyed it more for that I can agree. I feel like the manipulation and the blackmail just, it didn't work all of the time. So I feel like the way that you explained the alternative story would have actually been better. What about you, Regent? I think I would lean more towards Munster about trimming some of the excess and just finding one that maybe three things that are imperative about about the movie and just make that the focal point. I get that it is supposed to tell, you know, high schoolers going through high school because for at least Monster and I in high school, you were you went from worry about one thing to the next thing. Oh my gosh, I just want to get home and do homework or try to get homework done before going to bed. And you have like a hundred other things like going on while trying to make sense of it all and trying to have your own self-identity and what you want out of life and just trying to figure out what makes you happy on top of all the other expectations and drama that goes on with high school i think less is more for this movie now don't get me wrong there was a lot of great counterparts in the movie with things going on how it tied into it but it could have also been something that could have been safe for extras on a dvd saying like the deleted scenes or anything like that like for an example there was one for simon that he was taken out to a gay bar after he came out uh, that nick took him out as like a support thing to help him get his toes wet and to me the character that was being played by Colton Haynes and it was before he went back to school but they cut it because unfortunately that particular scene really put the brakes on the pacing of the movie and where the transitioning momentum build up for the payoff was going to be at the end of the movie so I would say less is more take one to three things and really push it and push that envelope as much as you can but also explore that er everything feels fulfilled and satisfying you want to ask Regent, what would you have chosen what would you have liked to bend the two to three plot lines or pieces I think the who's behind the email story would have been a great way of refreshing it with this particular topic. The acceptance of friends and the friends and family, but more as a flesh out that did involve the blackmailing, being able to open himself up to his family first or his closest friends first, vice versa, and let that organically grow from there. And I think the third one would have to be for, because it's a high school movie, trying to figure out what your where your identity is in high school. Thank you. Especially that last one. <laughs> I just That's the part I hate about these teenage movies. It's like, oh my gosh, you got a whole next big step in life, but they don't ever want to talk about that stuff. Unfortunately, you are very right. And it, that is a problem that I have with the film. As far as the improvements I would make, I really do like the idea of trying to figure out who well who's behind the emails, which they kind of had in there, but it was thrown in last minute once Blue stopped responding to the emails. But I feel like it could have been a little different. And I feel like that would have made a better plot just having it be, okay, I've gotten all these hints about his life. So let me go see if I can find out who he is. But unfortunately, they just chose the black blackmail plot which unfortunately just kind of felt thrown in there and it didn't really work at all points because at some points in the film we kind of just forgot all about the blackmail like it just disappeared yeah <laughs> totally agree 
And it's just like, ah, do you not remember that you are being blackmailed? That is kind of imperative at this moment that you find a way to deal with that. And I feel like if they continued to go down the route of blackmail, then Simon should have wrestled like, okay, if I'm being blackmailed, what can I do to sort of either get out ahead of it or find a way to get rid of the blackmail completely? And they just never touched that. He just went along with it at at all points. And it was frustrating. I just want to throw this in right quick. So on that plot part, I want to know just right quick, just a quick answer is for me, I truly didn't care about the people that was involved in the, the blackmail. Like that whole thing for me, I'm like, they weren't characters I cared about personally. So I don't know if y'all felt the same way, but I want to throw that out there. So it made it even worse. It's like not only the blackmail plot was like, eh, but the people that he was trying to pair up and stuff. I'm like, these are not even your interesting friends. See, had they made Martin be more like Biff from Back to the Future, how he constantly antagonizes George McFly throughout the movie, but make it more, hey, remember, I know this stuff, you need to do what I'm asking, or I'm going to do this in response, could have gotten more progressively worse with him leaning into like bullying Simon or hazing him, would just make him more of that loathing character to deserve his comeuffins. Actually, yeah, I could see that work. And you also proved my point because you didn't even bring up his friends. I really don't like the fact that no matter what happened throughout the film, Martin never got in trouble for what he did. Yep. He got away with it. All of it. Just like you took something pretty important away from Simon and you put it out there for the public that had some mildly serious consequences. And for some people, it's severely serious to where it puts their livelihood on the line. It puts their ability to stay at home on the line. It puts their safety on the line. And I feel like if they were going to do a blackmail story to make it a little bit more relatable to a vast majority of people... If they had put it in maybe a bit more of a rural setting instead of Atlanta, Georgia, and maybe make his parents religious, that would have had dire consequences upon Simon. Okay, so you're you're proving what my issue is with the film is the too many plot points. Even with what you're talking about, you would have to make that the focus for that to work. Like you can't bring in all this other stuff that's going on, the friends and all that. I feel like that because the scenario you're talking about, I feel like it's kind of hard to make it a comedy without being disrespectful, which I would be fine with from that if it's a well-told story. But to the point where I'm getting getting at is that you have to craft that story well because of how serious that would be. Yeah, you tread upon dangerous grounds whenever you challenge a religious group, especially in a very widespread film. So you have to tread very carefully while also being accurate because you don't want to disrespect the people who have gone through having to come out to religious people. But you also don't want to like stick it to the religious people who are very accepting. Yeah, and that would change what the film is. Exactly. I think that's the common thread for all of us is it was just too many plot, which I actually like that you told it that way because you brought it from the perspective of, okay, well, they could have made the movie about the blackmail. I will say, though, I feel like the movie currently is kind of like comedy. I feel like it's a family film, honestly. But if they went that route, I would say that that would be touching the territory of this now becomes like more like a serious drama, which I wouldn't mind. Yeah. You still deal with the challenge, though, is back to the writers being like, do we want to be commercially successful or 
Yeah, that is the challenge is, unfortunately, and religious groups do boycott films like this. And that is not slandering anyone who is religious. I don't care if you're religious. You do you. But unfortunately, they do boycott films that, one, are either LGBTQ plus films or show religion in a negative light, regardless of the religion. Yeah. And there is avenues for that. That's the independent routes, the Sundance films. So thankfully, people are finding that. And honestly, I can't speak on which one's better. Obviously, the international market is where you're going to make your bigger bang for your buck. But you could also argue in the world of art, why are you doing it? Are you doing this to spread a message or are you just trying to get a paycheck? So that that becomes its own messy argument for that, the motive. But I feel like, like, I think this is a good movie for what they wanted to tell because of the concept of the audience. Now, if you say from the subject matter, I think it was messy. <laughs> and I'm not a big teenage film guy, but I can also understand, I feel like this movie movie was made mostly for teenagers. I feel kind of bad saying this. I don't know if I even can say when I watched this film, I don't know if it really felt like it talked to the LBGT community. Like I, I don't know since I'm not a part of it. I can't really say, but I, I don't feel like I necessarily related to them. I just saw an entertaining film where instead of a, you know, a teenager was attracted to a girl, he was attracted to males. Like that's the only thing I saw different. So for me, it wasn't a big deal. It was a typical teenage film for me for better or for worse. Right. And I can actually speak on that a little bit is as a member of said community, I didn't always relate to this film. And I kind of still don't because I don't have the acceptance from the family that I have that Simon got. And while yes, some do get that. And that is wonderful. I'm more than happy for the people that get that. But unfortunately, that is not the case for everyone. And I feel like the suggestion that I made about those changes is more applicable to the community as a whole. And more would relate to it in that sense. And yes, it would change the film drastically and they would have to be careful. But if you're looking to tell a story that people can relate to and people can have heartfelt moments with and maybe even cry over, then that is the route that you have to take. You have to be willing to tell a story that isn't pretty. It isn't shiny. And it tells the ugly truths of reality is that unfortunately not everyone is accepting or loving. So, Venture, here's the thing, and this is kind of be more of the tail end for me of my opinion on the film. Everything you just said is the typical problem with teenage films, and here's why. Most of the teenage films I saw was mostly in the 90s. Everything you explained is a lot of their flaws, and here's why. A lot of them typically have the outcast, goes through some change, and then they're accepted. You'll have, like, the nerdy girl that gets clowned. She goes through this makeover, and she gets the, the hot guy of the school that she's always been crazy. It's such a bad story because it's like, oh, before you weren't good enough, you now need to change to the mainstream to be like, you know, it's like, it's like that type of idea where a lot of these stories are just told really bad. <laughs> and that's, that's a part of the problem. So in this case, yes, you're changing to something of that importance, but I feel like in general, they all have that problem. They're always telling it in a really wrong way where it's like what you were before was not likable or not bad. Like, I don't typically see too many movies where it's like the way you were before, you're great for who you are. Don't feel bad about it. Move on with your life. No, nah, usually it's you You get the guy or the girl at the end because you've changed things and you've been through hell or something like that. And in real life, it don't work that way. For most people, they don't end up with who they were attracted to and 
in school. Like in most cases, you either, if you did a poll, most people in high school actually don't really get in relationships. It's not a large portion. And then media makes it look like they're all having sex. That's an even way smaller number. So where I'm getting at ultimately is that the same challenge that you're talking about for that, I feel like that's for, that's for all the teenage stuff, even the TV shows. Right. And I think telling a story about where high school romance is sort of like what your goal should be is to find like a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner in high school as one of your main goals. I feel like that's just a bit dishonest. The reality is that shouldn't be a goal that you have. It is something that should happen eventually to you is that you find someone who loves you and accepts you for who you are. But I don't think it should be a goal. And I might be the odd one out here, but I just don't think that that is is a goal that people should have is to find someone who they can spend the rest of their life with. I love that. And if someone finds that, that's amazing. I think it's great. But I don't think goal is the right word for it. Oh, yeah. I'm in the same page. That's why when I first started, that's why I was like, hey, I want to know what Simon's goals is. What What is he want to do with his life? What is his passions? I wanted to see that stuff because I feel like I could relate to him even more kind of touching full circle. It's like I kind of got burned out like, oh, him being attracted to men is his identity. And I'm over here like, I believe the kids got more to offer. <laughs> but yet that's how the story was being told to me. And I do feel like it's unfortunate because that's why I say I feel like it's 70% was made just for the typical teenage film. I don't know the people's motives. I know it was supposed to be based off the book. I haven't read the book, so I can't say if the book was that way or not but at least just from the movie i saw i feel like it's it's two shortcomings was it fell into the typical teenage tropes and in part two it was just messy especially with too many plot lines and I can agree. Now, something I did want to touch on before we start to do our final wrap ups is a lot of the changes and problems that we had with films or scenes that were actually cut from the film were actually used in a TV show using a similar title on Disney Plus and Hulu called Love Victor. Now, I have binge watched all three seasons to actually be able to talk about this. I did this in like three or four days because we were supposed to record this episode earlier. And a lot of those things, such as being taken taken to a gay bar to be more accepting or to being taken to a gay bar to see what life is like after you come out that was in love simon or love victor having a religious family who's not as accepting that is in love victor now the show has a bunch of tropes and it has a bunch of problems just like this film does but a lot of our problems were addressed in love victor now have you guys heard of that tv show or seen it i saw the ad for it but that's about it I've seen the ad on Disney Plus itself. I've never dove into watching it. I get you. It's a very interesting show, to say the least. It's good, but it's nothing amazing. But a lot of our problems that we had with Love, Simon are in Love, Victor. Or at least they fixed the problems, I should say. Oh, so does this fit the typical, it's better to flesh out through a TV series than a two-hour movie? Absolutely. Now, are the typical teenage romance film problems still present in Love, Victor? Absolutely. And possibly one of the worst tropes about a gay character is in Love, Victor being, hey, this character might be gay and they want to figure it out. So they're going to cheat on their partner to try and figure that out, which I hate. And media, please stop doing it. It's annoying and it's fucked up. Uh, media. <laughs> Mm -mm. gotta hate them but on that that is all i have to say about the film so we can jump into our final wrap-ups if you guys are ready yep yep regent you want to kick us off 
Uh, sure. I mean, for the movie and everything, it was absolutely relatable to what my friends were going through in high school. And I kind of felt I was playing the role of Nick in the movie, being the relatable friend, trying to be there and be supportive of everything that's going on. Definitely think the pacing in the movie and some of the plots could have been trimmed up to really allow for the movie to really push fewer subjects at a greater deposition to create a bigger picture, a bigger message. Overall, I think I would give the movie about, I'd say a 7 out of 10 comfortably. Okay, okay. Monster? Yeah, the biggest challenge I had with the film is too many plot threads. And because of that, there was too many times during the movie where I either forgot about a plot or I didn't care about plot or even worse, like, what is this movie actually about? Thankfully, though, I feel like Simon himself and the actor, the character saved the movie for me. I feel like it was actually an interesting character. The way he was portrayed, I actually did enjoy. He was very relatable and that part saved the movie for me. But otherwise, unfortunately, because of the typical teenage tropes, which I don't know if there is a great way to do a teenage movie altogether. I don't typically watch them, so in their defense, but going by my knowledge, my history with the film, and how I enjoyed it, I would give the movie a six and a half, so 6.5 out of 10. I feel like if we could have had cut down the plot threads and made them more effective, this easily could have been like an eight out of 10 movie. Right. I would give this movie an 8 out of 10, even though it had its problems. Again, I said at the beginning of this, I am very biased about this film, and I know that, but I still found some moments to be quite enjoyable, quite heartfelt. Overall, it was the first LGBTQ plus movie that I had seen on my own to where it wasn't just a character thrown in there. It was a story told about those individuals, people like me. So I enjoy it, and it will always have a special place in my heart because of those reasons but i feel like there are some areas where it could have improved and could have been more relatable to a vast majority of members of the community eight out of ten for me region of cookie thank you very much for joining me for this episode pleasure as always absolutely and thank you listeners for listening if you did enjoy this episode a like share review on whichever platform you're listening to would be greatly appreciated now before you click away there's something important that you should probably go and do it's that you should probably go and donate to the trevor project if you have funds available to do so it is a suicide prevention hotline for the lgbtq plus youth out there so if you are feeling so inclined please go donate it's an excellent organization and any profits off of this episode are going to go towards that project. There will be a link in the description below, so go ahead and do that. Again, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Happy Pride and have a wonderful day. Bye!